When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people! Woo! Baby! Feeling good this morning, Wednesday, February 22nd, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up. Ray G. And for that, I appreciate y'all being here. Shout out Fizzle Dollars on the intro song and uh, intro song, song, song. And shout out to everybody in the chat that we got in the building this morning, man. Jay Peters was happening. Dynasty Barry, Leo, Tommy, Ty Claire, Cody Smith, Jimbo in the building. Cold World TDE. We are in a uh, auction startup. Cold World is in there, man. Shout out to you, Drew. What's up, Lindsey Mack, my girl. Alex C. Jeff, what up, baby? Jimmy White, Scott Connor in the building. Joe, what's up, my girl? How you doing in here? Ricardo, what's happening? CJ, it's a good show. It's going to be a good show today. Um, we're feeling good. Jay Rich and I are, are, are we're chopping it up pre-show and, uh, you know, just got some interesting news tidbits that we are going to dive into. So if you can hit that thumbs up button, like, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the content, comment, get it popping today. We're going to talk players. We're going to talk some theories, some strategy. We're going to take a look at a mock from Daniel Jeremiah. And I just, I just want to have like a real open, honest conversation about these players, how we're feeling, what we're thinking on uh, NFL Combine Week Eve type thing. We're going to get a lot more information next week, but just kind of want to talk through some of these cats, man. So uh, before we get into it, y'all know we got to uh, we gotta thank the people that pay the bills. Shout out to Epson. Go big, go epic, go Epson, baby. Visit Epson.com forward slash wake up. Get you one of them dope projectors. I keep telling y'all about it. I know you'll see my boy Matt Kelly talking about it. Me, other people in the industry, man. Epson is really trying to break into that sports gaming, fantasy, sports betting world. And they're hooking everybody up. Uh, well, they're not hooking y'all up. They hooked me and Matt Kelly up with one of these brand new projectors. But if you go to Epson.com forward slash wake up, you can upgrade your sports viewing experience. And I highly recommend you do that. Super dope, super nice, super smooth. And then, of course, you know, we got to get the coffee in the building, baby. Shout out Michelle Adoro, MichelleAdoroUSA.com. Get you some of that primo stuff. Don't get none of that Walmart great value brand. Stop being cheap. Get 15% off using our code anyway. So it costs you less than some other of those uh, coffee pods you get from the stores. And I promise you, it tastes a hell of a lot better. Michelle Adoro, USA. Use the promo code Wake Up. Jay Rich, we did all the pleasantries, all the good stuff. How you doing this morning, my guy? How you feeling, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got uh, some storms coming our way. I don't know if people saw Scott. Uh, Scott was tweeting about it. Uh, Scott Fish, uh, Thor Nystrom, guys in the Minnesota area. We are supposed to get like a foot plus of snow in the next 24 hours. So uh, the weather will be changing a little bit for us up here. So I'm not excited for that, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yo, we'll make it through. I- Combine week, so I I'm saw excited. Minnesota, Minnesota legalized sports betting, or it passed the bill. Passed, I think, so. yeah, I think the bill passed. The so, bill you know, passed. More people, so, more yeah. people to get into our ecosystem, right? Yeah, Go That's to dope. prize picks. Yeah, I'm excited dope. for it, man. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. That's dope, man. I was up late last night. I uh, did the AMA with the 4D chess guys uh, with Ooh. Mike and Adam. We had a good show. So That's if late. you didn't, if you didn't get to check out their uh, live stream last night, go back and check that out. Uh, Mike and Adam, 40 Chess. It was a good conversation about players, startup value, trades, how you draft, all types of stuff. It was a good show. So shout out to those guys, Jay. But we got a lot to get into, so let's go ahead and dive into the news. Straight fucks. Let's get it. The biggest news. 
in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, Ray, so a lot of news out of New York because it's looking like Saquon Barkley is not going to be back with the Giants. Uh And it's also potentially looking like Daniel Jones may be franchise tag. So as you guys have maybe heard, they were looking to sign Saquon Barkley. He wanted $14 million. Giants insiders are kind of like, I don't know how to feel about that, Chief. I don't know if you're worth that much. I don't know if running backs are worth that much. And so now they're reporting that it's likely that he's it's becoming more likely that he's going to be a free agent come free agency's period opening up. And Ray, the Bears, the Chicago Bears, the cap space gods of the NFL right now are looking to be the betting favorites for Saquon Barkley. How would I feel about that? I don't know how to feel, but if there's any team that could definitely absorb that cost, it is the Bears. Now, like I talked about, Daniel Dimes is looking to become Danny Dallas after requesting, mm-hmm. you know, demanding. People say demanding. Some people saying it wasn't a demand. $45 million a year, Ray. And I think this conversation is going to be had over the next couple of years with the NFL is that we've kind of lost that middle class quarterback. You either paid 15 to 20 million or you want 40 to 45 million and there is no in between really. And I think that's starting to become more apparent in the NFL now and will be an interesting conversation I'm sure between GMs and how you navigate that situation because the quarterback position is still a have or have not type of environment. But both these guys now potentially could be on the way out. What would the Giants do? I'm not sure, but it's looking like Daniel Jones is going to be franchise tagged, if anything, because the franchise tag number is only $32.416 million, a steep discount from the 45 he or even 40 that he's asking for. But on the contrary, with Saquon Barkley, the franchise tag number for him is only over $10 million, right? It is the second lowest position in the NFL. And yeah, yes, that man. includes tight ends. It is only higher than place kickers and punters. So... Wow. That's a bit of a problem, and I think it speaks more to the devalued nature of the NFL running back right now and why, in fantasy, they're becoming less valuable. So uh, if you want to check out those numbers, uh, Field Yates from ESPN tweeted those out. They are very interesting to look at the the varying differences between quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and obviously the defensive pitchers as well. Frank Wright told reporters that he will be calling plays to start this season. How long? We don't know, but I think that is a good spot for any quarterback. And like we mentioned, if he is calling plays, I definitely have confidence in him to be able to do that. They're also talking about Derek Carr and was asked about that. He said he's not ready to comment on potentially signing Derek Carr. We know that David Carr was out on NFL Network using his only source in the NFL, his brother, talking about how the Jets and Derek Carr have mutual interests. They had met over the weekend, but they are still waiting on Aaron Rodgers to come out of the darkness for that. Obviously, he did not. He was on a McAfee show yesterday. So we will see what happens with Aaron Rodgers if he ultimately does come to a conclusion this week, next week during Combine Week. We never know with Aaron Rodgers. We're still waiting to see that. Like I mentioned, the combine does kick off next week, so we'll start to get height and weight for those guys. We'll talk about that on Monday and Wednesday as well. And as well, Ray, a programming note for us, Scott Connor will be going live this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time talking Dynasty Startup Strategy. So if you are a fan of Scott Connor or you are a fan of Dynasty Startups and Strategy, he is the man to talk to. He'll be going live on this channel on Sunday night. And last but not least, for everyone who is watching right now, I am on TexasStormChasers.com right now. And Ray, it is not looking good for you yeah. in the DFW area. <laughs> no. I am seeing reports of 70 mile per hour, 80 mile per hour, or even potentially 90 mile per hour winds in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So it's uh it's not looking good. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good. We are on tornado watch. Uh there's a good chance that we get some inclement weather and the show cuts off. So if it does, if we freeze and it cuts off, we won't be coming back to finish it. We'll just see you next week. But yes, it is um it's already going down out here right now. <laughs> it is wild right now in DFW. But Jay we got to do as much as we can while we got the people in the building. And uh, we got a good mock uh, from Daniel Jeremiah, or at least some interesting landing spots. And we're going to take some time and talk through these talk through these players, talk through these fits, because I do think that as the combine sort of uh, goes and does its thing, a lot of this stuff is going to change, man. A lot of this stuff is going to change um, from a mock draft perspective, maybe how we view some of these guys from a fantasy perspective, we're going to get a lot of new information here during the scouting combine. But, Jay, you want to just go ahead and jump right into his big board and take a look at it? Let me see. Uh, yes, sir. Are you Mock guys? Let me see. Hold on. Are you guys and the rest of the DD crew doing a draft stream again this year? 
Come on, baby. You know we're going to do that. Yes, we will be having another draft stream. Actually, it's funny you bring this up, Peyton, because I was actually thinking about that um, today, Jay. I want to start publicizing that pretty soon. I know I'll be. Uh, okay. I'll actually be in. Uh, where's the draft at? Kansas City this year. I, I don't know. I was I think thinking. I, was, I figured you'd be there. Yeah, right, I'll with be TDN. there. Yeah, I'll be there with Draft Network. But I'll still. Uh, it's still DD for life, baby. Show goes on. Having it. Yeah, the show goes on. I think you and uh, Mike and Adam would be the host of it, and then I'll be a guest and pop in and out. But hell yeah, we're gonna do a stream. Y'all know it's the, it's only one place to tap in for the draft, baby. We got y'all covered. So, uh, Jay, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Daniel Jeremiah, link to the whole mock is in the description. Or shit, we're going to go through it right now. So let's just talk through some of the landing spots. Now, I listen to the Move the Sticks podcast. I listen to a lot of NFL draft content, Jay. I don't, be honest with you, I don't listen to a ton of fantasy football content. I listen to a lot of shots. draft content. No, no, no shots fired. No shots fired. Um, um, no shots fired. I listen to a lot of <laughs> NFL content, not a lot of fantasy content. Um, but the reason I do is because I want to hear what these evaluators are saying about these players, man. I just, yeah. I want to hear. And in their most recent episode, it was he and Bucky Brooks going through Bucky's top five positional players. Bro, like, I hope, Jay, I hope we get some clarity during the combine because it's all over the place, man. It is. Yeah. I asked my boy Cardi Carpentier for his top five receivers yesterday. I'm listening to Bucky. I'm doing my film stuff. I'm listening. It's all over the place. Some have JSN as the clear-cut one. Some it's Addison. Some it's Quentin Johnston. I'm seeing Zay Flowers be talked about as the wide receiver. It's all over the damn place. Like, we continue to talk about, oh, there's no consent. The, the only thing that's, like, consensus this year, the only thing is B. John Robinson. After yeah. that, it is Dalton Kincaid, tight end one. Um, you know, this player, wide receiver, this player, quarterback. So let's just talk through what DJ has. So surprise, surprise, it's it's not a lot of change in movement. It's the Houston Texans at two selecting Bryce Young. Now, the only thing that I want to talk about, Jay, is there keeps there, uh, every day I'm seeing a new picture of Bryce Young floated out there. The, the most recent one was him and C.J. Stroud were somewhere, and – you can just tell how the pitcher set up that Bryce is leaned back. He's standing away from C.J. Stroud. And it's like, look at the 6'2 Stroud versus the 5'9 Bryce Young. I'm just going to – let's just get it. Let's get it out of here before the combine hits next week. If he checks in, sub 5'10", are you, are you out? Like, are you, are, you, are you on the mind frame of doesn't matter – Ice water in his veins, mega producer in the SEC, don't overthink it. Because it, it's almost like it's uh, sacrilegious to yeah. project any other quarterback ahead of him. So just your thoughts going into the combine next week, what you think Bryce is going to—I think he's going to be like 5'11", 190-something. That's what I think his official height weight will be, is 5'11", 190-something. And at that range, am I concerned personally, Jay? little bit, but I don't think that's going to sway me off of wanting to draft Bryce Young. Yeah, so I don't think, to your point, he would be off my board, but I think I'm just at the point now where Stroud is my QB1. That way, I don't have to worry about it. If if Bryce is 5'9", if he's 5'8", or something, then yeah, I'll reevaluate. I expect him to be somewhere around 5'10", but I'm not going to play the game of, well, if he's 5'11", he's going to be my QB1, or if he's 5'10", he's my QB2, 3, 4, off my board, whatever. So that, that's why for me, I think at QB2, he's fine. If NFL franchise wants to draft him second overall, call him QB1, I'm fine with that. For fantasy, I'm just taking Stroud. I know he's tall enough. I still think he's equally as talented. They do different things well. Obviously, like you mentioned, Bryce's pocket mobility is what really separates him. But I'm willing to just take Stroud number one unless something crazy changes. Um, I expect him to be, you know, 5'10", 5'11". Not going to sway me in the slightest. He'll be my QB2, probably locked in, and won't even worry about his height or weight whenever it comes in. Scott said Bryce is going to be priced extremely close to his dynasty ceiling. Mm. Spicy, Scott. I don't know how spicy it is. I mean, I don't know, man. He's good. That's all I, I know that. That's all I can say is I know he's good. He's a good freaking yeah. quarterback. And he's very good. He's got everything that you would want in a quarterback except for the package, right? Except for the size, except for the build. Everything else you can't argue it. You can't deny it. You can't argue it. You'd wish that he'd use some of his legs, uh, his mobility a little bit more. Um, not really a prolific or dynamic rusher, but he can't escape the pocket and he can pick up yards with his legs. I just I wonder if 
there's always somebody that falls. And I, I just wonder oh, no. if Houston or Indianapolis just prefer to go with the more prototypical build at quarterback. I think I mean, uh, Indy will, right? Indy's history says they are taking a prototype style quarterback, whether it's Levis, whether it's Stroud. Uh, Bryce seems to be a break in that mold if they did go that route. And to your point about the rushing upside, I was actually asking Scott about that, whether he thought that, you know, with Bryce's pocket mobility, can he actually use his legs more than he did in college? And I think the answer is yes, because I think he's still pretty fast, like fast enough in the SEC. All right, where are we going? I just want to, we're going to play a little, like, where we think he could realistically slide in at. Okay, let's do this. Barkley, Jacobs, Andrews. All right, we're going to, <laughs> we're going to keep him, we're going to cut him, and we're going to trade him. That's how we're going to do it. There we go. All right, so let's look at the quarterbacks, right? So when we're thinking about BY, Bryce Young, let's zoom in just yep. a tad bit here. Um, Bryce Young or Kyler Murray, right now, straight up. Kyler Bryce, Murray. Okay. Bryce Young or Deshaun Watson, straight up? Deshaun Watson. Bryce Young or Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. Bryce Young or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Bryce Young or Daniel Jones? I would probably take Daniel Jones. Bryce Young or Daniel Jones? <laughs> Daniel Jones. Do you, do you, okay, but Ray, the, like, do you even want to speculate? Like today, I'm talking about in a startup, like this is today, right? In a startup today, you have the option of taking the 10, let's say I the know. 103. I don't I don't know if I could do that. And right. I and I I'd be curious what people think. Maybe I'm Bryce crazy. Bryce Young or Trey Lance. Bryce Young or Trey Lance. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Kenny Pickett, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson. It's Bryce Young over all of them. Okay. All right. But I think to Scott's point, where is he gonna go? Right. And we had this conversation where you're like he could his best outcome, I think, is to be Tua this season. Bryce Young you know, or Tua. The, Bryce Young or Tua. Well, right I now. want Bryce I want Bryce Young, but the thing the positive outcome and what Scott was talking about when we were in voice chat um a few days ago was that he would have to have a Tua type of season to get up to QB seven, QB eight. But at that point, you'd probably want to sell out because he's not hopping into tier one or tier two of quarterback. It's just probably not going to happen unless he turns into Joe so, Burrow, which feels unlikely. Because he's not the Herbert Burrow mold of quarterback, at least as we see it right now. So it just seems unlikely you'd go that route. Indianapolis, CJ Stroud at four. Uh, we know that they're going to take a quarterback. Like, there's no doubt yeah. about it. And they're very outspoken about that. They, they 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 are letting it be known they are not about to re-roll with another old quarterback. They're going to draft a young guy, um, young Stroud, Levis. You know, I don't know which one they're going to take, but DJ has going CJ Stroud with Steichen with what he did with Jalen Hurts. What do you what do you think, Stroud? ultimately ends up like his here's the thing Stroud can't be top 10 and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson it's, it's just it's hard man you look at that top eight right now in Dynasty let's 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 just go ahead and get it out of the way that Mahomes Allen Hurts Burrow Herbert Tua let's let's at least just say conservatively speaking one two three four five those six aren't going anywhere right yeah Absence. That was Trevor Lawrence, right? Because you said yes. Tua. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me, Trevor. Excuse me. I just saw, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Those six aren't going anywhere, right? Yeah. Then you still have Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. So you got eight. And there's some wild takes out there about Lamar. I'm seeing they're starting to flare back up. Lamar's not that good of a quarterback. I'm starting to see that. Oh, again, boy. Which is, yeah, oh, boy. So now you got Lamar and Fields there at seven and eight. Probably pretty tough to crack that, right? You're not going to crack Lamar Fields. We'll see, right? Okay. If he can continue his ascension. Kyler's essentially, listen, I, I saw him riding the bike. Who knows if he yeah. wants to even come back and play for that terrible organization this year. Watson, Dak, Watson, Dak, could, could Watson, they? Watson, we'll see, right? Because he was bad last year. Right. But Dak should be good. Like, I don't see Dak falling so far out of favor in fantasy that he's not a top, what, 10, 12 quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I just, I think, I think the, I think the immediate ceiling kind of is, is like QB 9, 10. That's if yeah. everything hits, right? That's if they go out there year one and for, for Bryce or Stroud. 
Bryce or Stroud. Okay. Like, they've got a smash early. That yeah. No one's taking Bryce over Fields, Lamar, Trevor Herbert. It's not happening. So I'm thinking like 9-10 is sort of where it starts for those guys as far as their value, right? Yeah, but okay, but the question remains is for ceiling purposes, do you think that Bryce Young or CJ Stroud has a higher ceiling? Because I think the point about the size and fantasy gamers and managers and how they play if both guys hit Bryce and Stroud, I could see a world where Stroud is actually the more valuable asset, potentially. And yeah, it's simply because that. he's a more prototypical style quarterback. That's, but that's not what it's not, not, Yeah, sure. Okay. But where does that value place him amongst the guys that are already there is the question. Well, 10. I think that, but that's the conversation, right? Yeah, he's he would be at 10, but would you take a Stroud because you believe he has a higher value ceiling than Bryce Young? I don't, be, I don't believe that to be true. Okay. So I don't I don't I don't know why his ceiling is higher than Bryce Young's. Why? Because again, he's a more prototypical style passer than Bryce Young. And so if if there are size concerns about him, which will linger throughout his entire career, not just in the rookie draft process, would managers take a CJ Stroud if they have similar know. production profiles, right? And that's that's all that's all I'm asking, right? Because a guy this small, we haven't seen him dominate, right? So if he does dominate, it's like, well, maybe it's a fluke. Mm -hmm. Right. And if a, if a Stroud dominates, you're like, yeah, he did a great organization. He's got a great coach. He's got the prototypical size, can make all the throws. So I'm just curious if there will be some bias there towards CJ Stroud simply because he is a more prototypical sized passer. Right. We don't see even Tua breaking into that top mold. This is this is all I'm saying. Scott, hit, based on the QB landscape, Bryce and Stroud would be QB 11, QB 12 immediately. Like they're just but they don't have a lot of room. There's to not move runway up. now. Joe said, what if Watson, Russ, and Dak never finish top seven again? Joe, to be real with you, I don't think maybe Watson. Maybe. Watson's the only one for me, man. Maybe. Only one with the shot. I don't think Did Russ or Dak will ever, will ever crack into top ten. I don't think they'll ever get back there. I think it's a wrap for them being like top ten valued assets. Do you think the, Do you think Dak could get there? No. Like, let's say. No. You don't think no, so? Because I think no, he can come back no, a little bit. No. A little I don't. Bit. No. No, I don't. I know he's right outside of it. Because, no. like, in the right situation with Dak on a heater, you would take Dak. People would take Dak over fields, I think. Nah, man. Even 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 if his production warrants it, people don't want him, bro. Like, people do not want that. Like, everybody wants him because they know he's going to score fantasy points. Nobody's going to pay you market value for what Dak should be worth in Superflex. Nobody. Doesn't even yeah. matter what his production is, right? Because he's going to, he he definitely, I agree with you, he definitely could produce like a top 10 quarterback, but nobody's giving you multiple first plus for Dak Prescott. Nobody, man. Nobody. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know if that's true. I think I think this year was a really bad year for Dak, but again, he's he is a guy that I think is still capable of a 30, 35 touchdown, 10 interception season, it right? And I think that could, it, it could vault him up higher than you think, because he's not I, that old. Yeah. It's it's the it's it's the psychology of what dynasty gamers think, man. Yeah, he's not that old yet. He's thirty years old, right? Ah, uh, thirty year old quarterback, always throwing a lot of intercept. It's the it's the tired narrative, but yet that's the market in which we play, and people yeah. are just going to want the young quarterbacks over Dak Prescott. Ah, uh, he's For already sure. too. People are just going to want that, man. Russ, he's just got way too much re rehabilitation. Way too much even, stink, like, man. He's, he's, he's QB 17 now, which is on the rise with Sean Payton. But where does he get to? Like, I, I don't, I would put, I'd put a lot of money on it that they would, that Russ will never get back inside the top 10. And it doesn't mean that his production, which, which means he could just be a value for us. Like you can just keep getting this yeah. guy. You're just Kirk low, Cousins at that point, yeah, right? Yeah. And you just got dope value, right? Um, Let's get back to, damn, we're only on pick four. All right. So we go down DJ's mock. So we got Stroud uh, at four. Bryce Young it to no no kind of spice to any of this, right? Okay. Will Levis to the Raiders at seven. I saw a report Smith. yesterday that the Raiders said that they, they're not quite sure that they have a, a solution for quarterback. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, listen, I'm taking some of that with a grain of salt. There's a lot of smoke being blown right now, so I don't want to overreact to that. It, it, it has been reported that Josh McDaniel's system is one of the more complicated ones to master. And there, there's just been a lot of conversation of about Will Levis, man. Of course it is. It's been a lot yeah. of conversation. I saw 
Um, QB school. Who's what's his name? Um, uh, uh, what's his name? QB school. Uh, quarterback. Oh, quarterback. What's his I, name? I, Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? QB school. I, Everyone knows him, man. Who's I, the name? I, I know. Come I on, know. Jay. I will not move on until I get the name. Who is it? Quarterback. JT O'Sullivan. Jesus. There you me. go. Good. What are you What are you here for, Jay? You should know this stuff. I, I was Googling it, but it wasn't immediately in the... It Google didn't just fashion. pop up immediately. JT O'Sullivan was, was talking about him, and he was just like, listen, for everything that he, that he didn't display, like his ability to get destroyed, essentially, and then get back up and continue fighting is a good trait. I... I I think the Will Levis hate has gone a little too far. I do have him as my le lowest graded quarterback. I would have him as QB4 in the class. And it's not because of his talent. It's not because of the physical tools and the makeup. It's simply because nobody likes him. And if you draft that asset, the liquidity that you have with him is just low. Like you just don't have a lot of flexibility drafting a play. I'm, I'm trying to learn from past mistakes, right? And... We talked about this on the the uh, the forty chess stream last night. If 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 I've learned anything from the past couple of years, Jay, it's the perception that dynasty gamers have of these players is a hard going into the process is a hard one to shake. Even if yeah. the player ends up being decent in the NFL, they're always gonna until they fully prove themselves to the dynasty space. Like, people just don't want him, man. And you can go through the... I don't care how much film you like of um, Kendra Miller, right? And that maybe that's a bad example because people actually Shots. like him. But yeah, no matter how much, how much you like... Well, let's just use that. We could think he's a top five running back. But if the community, yeah. oh, he's a dog, this guy sucks, and that's the overwhelming thought, dude, you have an asset like that, you, you're, you're drafting something that going into it, you're already behind the curve. As far as your, yeah. your liquidity and value. So, and I asked Mike and Adam this last night, like how much do we want to 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 strategize and build a team based off of what everybody else thinks? And I just think you draft Will Levis immediately from the moment you draft him. Like Bryce Young, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, you draft them, you could sell them a dollar fifty on the dollar, a dollar twenty-five yeah. on the dollar, a dollar fifteen on the dollar. You draft Will Levis, and you're starting off 80 cents on the dollar if you try to sell him. The only person that's going to buy that Will Levis share off of you is a Will Levis truther. But nobody – because here's what's going to happen, Jay. And God forbid, oh, my gosh, can you imagine what would happen if the Colts trade up to one and draft Will Levis at one? What will the, what will the fantasy community say? Jared Goff, no, Zach no, Wilson. No, what right? they'll like, say is, straight what down. a dumb move by the Colts to yeah. draft that, to trade up and draft that guy. That that was a mistake. Like, it will, it will stain him. And then he gets to a spot like the Raiders where it's all... It's just tough, man. So I, I still... If he's, a, if he's the number seven pick in the draft, if he's a top ten quarterback, there's value in Superflex. It would be unfortunate if that's the quarterback that you're left with to draft because you draft him and it's probably like you just got him and you better pray that he's good and he matures and turns into something valuable because it's just going to be tough to move him because the fantasy community just does not like the guy at all. At all. Yeah. And none of us know if he's actually going to be good or bad, but the preconceived notion that most people have of him going into the process is not good. So it's just going to take a lot to overcome the stink that's already on Will Levis and has nothing to do with his talent or skill set. So uh, we scroll down the list. Carolina gets an offensive tackle. Good for them. Atlanta. Yeah, good pick. They pass, on a, they pass on a quarterback. So Desmond Ritter's their guy or Garoppolo or whomever they have coming in. The Eagles get better with Devon Witherspoon, which is just, uh, just sucks to see that happen. Uh, and now we've got Jordan Addison here at pick 12 to the Houston Texans. So, again, Jay, I, I asked a bunch of people. There's some people that love Quentin Johnston and some people who hate him. There's some people yeah. who love Jordan Addison and some people that say the comparisons to Devontae Smith is foolish. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what to do with these receivers because they're all dope. Jordan Addison is good. I think he's the most... He's the easiest to draft, in my opinion. He's the he is the easiest to draft. Like he's just, and that's why, like early on, I'm like, just have him at wide receiver one. Maybe you like JSM better. Maybe you like QJ. But there is no stink on Addison. He runs great routes. He can separate. There, every there, of course every receiver can improve. But JSM is a slot guy, and QJ is a TC wide receiver, and that's just 
things that aren't really going away, no matter how much you like them, you don't hear a lot of people say bad things about Addison. And so if you only have one pick and he goes in the top 12, I think that's a guy that you want to draft pretty high in rookie drafts because he's going to have value and he's going to be playing on a team with no weapons. <sighs> uh, Rico said, apparently Will Levis is so bad, Devontae Adams can't save him. Um, Jordan Addison to Houston. You got the Jets upgrading their offensive line. Now, the first kind of shocker is Dalton Kincaid. And let's talk Man. about it's. So did you see Green Bay essentially said Robert Tanyan, uh, 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 what's his name? Randall Cobb. Uh, Joseph DeGuara. Is yeah. he still in there? Josiah DeGuara. I don't care. Don't know. Don't Alan care. Lazard, right? But all these guys all are guys gone. gone. They've already said they're yeah. gone. No Robert Tanyan's coming back. No, but, so I believe they are going to draft a tight end to help Jordan yeah. Love. They, they're going to want to put pieces around them. They've got Dobbs and they've got Christian Watson at receiver. They will go tight end. Dalton Kincaid, 15. And I, Jay, I've been, I mean, after he destroyed my Trojans, uh, 16 freaking receptions in a game. I'm like, who is this guy? He's good. So Dalton Kincaid was at San Diego State, smashed there, was a good producer at San Diego State, goes into Utah and, and does his thing, right? He goes 15 overall, oh, a, ahead of Michael Mayer. How high do you think people would draft Dalton Kincaid in tight end premium leagues? Ooh, in tight end premium leagues. Yeah, TP. Duncan K, probably mid second. No, I think he'd go a little higher than that. I don't think okay. we would draft him that high. Right. But I think you'd have. I think you'd have to consider him at the back of the first, early second, right? Like we've seen some pretty good landing spots for some running backs and some pretty good landing spots for wide receivers, but. I mean, in a tight end premium league, maybe people would take a first round Dalton Kincaid over a second round Zay Flowers, second round Josh Downs, Top depending on where some pick. of these guys go. Top yeah. 15 pick Kincaid, man. I, and I'm telling think, you, yo. I think he could. This dude is, he is your prototypical Y move tight end. He can play in yeah. line, but he can do a, all sorts of damage in the slot and outside. He's, he's, this tight end class is honestly incredible, man. From Mayer, Kincaid, Musgrave, Darnell Washington, Tucker Kraft, uh, Sam Laporta, Luke Schoonmaker. I mean, the list goes on and on and on with these dynamic weapons at tight end. This is this is going to be fun. And Green Bay is going to select one. Kincaid over Mayer, if they did this, this would signify to me, they don't care about the blocking. They don't care about your three-down skill set. I need a weapon. Go get it, big fella. Let's go Dalton Kincaid wheels up with, with Jordan Love. And I think they developed that chemistry because Christian Watson's your deep play threat. Romeo Dobbs yep. sort of intermediate, you know, intermediate targets. And then mm -hmm. you get Dalton Kincaid as your outlet, as your kind of move uh, security blanket for your young quarterback. So I like to pick by Green Bay and more so, I think Dalton Kincaid is a very, very good tight end, Jay. Very good. Yep. I know Musgrave is getting all the hype. If I had to go one for one right now, I would take Kincaid over Luke Musgrave, and I love me some Luke Musgrave. Big fan of him, especially coming out of Mobile. But I would, I would take Kincaid over Luke Musgrave right now. Yeah, one of uh, DJ's biggest risers. He was previously at twenty-one, and now he's at fifteen. And shout out to uh, Cody Carpentier for pulling this stuff for me, so I can just talk about it on the show. But Ray, you skipped over Christian Gonzalez going to the Pats. How do you? Do you know how excited that makes me? DJ is the only one yeah, that's doing a good this. One. It's a good only one. one mocking Christian Gonzalez. If we get Christian Gonzalez, I would be. Be That'd be a excited. great fit with uh, with Jack Jones and and the other yeah. the uh, the other Jones that does returns Marcus Jones I believe be a nice be a nice little young core there at secondary and still no wide receivers from Mackenzie Jones to throw to so that's okay with me but all right so let's scroll down and get to another bombshell Jay here we go oh boy oh boy look at this three stretched four stretched five, really five stretch of just Interesting, interesting selection. So let's start right here at 18. I'm just, I'm just going to ask the question, okay? I'm just going to ask the question, Jay. <laughs> don't, don't shoot the messenger. Don't get upset. Don't think I'm being hot takey. If Anthony Richardson gets drafted by the Detroit Lions, and let's just say for the sake of this argument, Bijan goes to Tampa Bay, go wherever <laughs> he wants. In Superflex, oh, is no. there a case to be made that A. Rich is the 101? I'm just asking the question. There is a case. There is a case. 
Um, I'm not going to say that it's a likely outcome, it but might there not be is a absolutely case, a case. Right? It's, 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 no, I, 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 Ray, to be honest, it is a pretty strong case. You know, you look at some of these landing spots for some of these players, and the Lions has always been the one that if a quarterback goes there, we they're keep basically QB1 on our board. Bijan going to Tampa, like, I don't know what that means. They don't have a quarterback. They got cap issues. And I, I don't even get into how Tom Brady might come back because he's not restructuring his contract with the Bucks. And he's going to be a free agent, more li- more likely than not. But Anthony Richardson, or honestly, any quarterback going to Detroit, is pr- outside of maybe Will Levis, because we kind of got as to why Will Levis is not really the, the quarterback to take. I think Richardson, you could definitely make the case. There is the weapons there. The only issue that kind of sucks is that Ben Johnson will probably be gone next year. Not trying to over-project, but chances are he will be gone. And he's the really the guy that's got that offense where it's gone today. Um, but yeah, Richardson kind of filling in for Goff. The question is, Ray, that sucks is that when would he actually start? Because I, I, okay, Goff is so, still on under contract this year. For sure, he'll be starting this year. But next year, I think, is the first year they could get out of his deal and move on to their new quarterback. So let me just ask you, if you had to wait, if I told you, if, if we can just go back in the time capsule, right? Did I tell you I finished that TV show Dark on Netflix? I was telling you I was no. watching it. I finished yeah. it. Um I had to, like, after I watch shows and movies, I go watch, like, a million breakdowns of shit that I missed on YouTube. Very interesting. Time travel, all these kind of different theories. Mm -hmm. Neither here nor there. I don't know what that has to do with this. But, oh, if you go back in time, and I told you you had to wait two years for Jalen Hurts, or you had to wait two years for Josh Allen, would, like, going back and seeing what they've become now, would you do it? Okay, but that's a... I know. Uh, yes, I would. Yes, I know it's. I would do it. No, no, it's not the far fetched approach. Yes, I would do it. But the realistic, the the more realistic outcome here is both those guys had massive buy windows in in their. And so yeah, they were drafted where they were drafted. So, but Josh Allen wasn't some stud. Like yeah, you had to wait, but he was pretty bad. And so, and Jalen Hurts was pretty okay, bad. And was, Justin Fields is pretty bad, right? So I was ready for you. I was ready for you to bring that up. Do you not think that gamers have learned from those mistakes, right? Because absolutely was- not. Okay. Absolutely okay. not, okay. right? Okay. If if okay. if Anthony Richardson goes out and stinks it up, stinks it up, Ray, he's gonna be a bust. Just like every other quarterback who is highly touted who stinks it up is a bust. Right? That's he, that's just what it is. But here, unfortunately. Let, let me just say this. Because we, we did it with Hurts, we did it with Allen, we did it with Justin Fields this year, where, oh my God, they stink. You came on this show yourself and said, sell Justin Fields for Mac Jones straight up. You said that. I did say you that. You told the people to get rid of Fields for Mac Jones straight that. up. So do you not think that people would say, you know what, if I draft this A-Rich, I'm not selling. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to sell. I'm going to trust the infrastructure that is Ben Johnson and the Lions. I'm going to trust the weapons. I'm going to trust that system. And I'm going to take a quarterback that could crack. We're talking about who can crack that top eight. A. Rich to Detroit, he can crack that top eight. With that, with a solid offensive line, with the play calling, with the weapons, he can crack that top eight. And I just wonder if, if gamers have not learned their lesson to say, I'm going to draft him. I'm not selling low. I'm not panicking. I'm chilling. I'm parking this asset in my Roth IRA, and I ain't looking at it. Like, I'll just, I'll check it in a year. I'm not, there's no need to check daily. I'll check it in a year. Like, you don't think people have learned their lesson to, to, to not panic or because he looks bad the first two games to, to get, like, I'm just asking. I, I don't, I don't believe. Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm pessimistic. I do not believe the fantasy community has learned anything year over year outside of the fact that running backs are now really, really bad. But, Honestly, mm. like if, if he stinks it up, I think the buy window is going to be there. It, it, it always is. There was a buy window for Kenny Pickett, right? And now people are kind of in on Kenny Pickett. Mm, uh. so I'm, I'm just, I, I know you how you feel about Kenny Pickett, but I'm just saying if QBs go out there and they stink it up, that buy window is now open, right? Because now there's doubt as to whether or not they're any good. And I think with A. Rich, we've seen the highs in college and we've seen the lows and the lows can be pretty low. Now, again, the highs are really high. You go look at the Utah game. You're like, yup top five pick and then you go look at some of the other games he played and you're like whoa what happened 
And so I think, well, you know, a player with that level of variance, those buy windows will open and close. Just like with Justin Fields, right? Those yeah, buy windows open opened, and close. It, I get it. And it, 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 opened, it opened for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, people thought yeah. he was a bust after year one. It opened for T-Law. There was a window to get Lance. Trey Lance is the same thing. If he again, he hasn't played a lot, so I don't want to knock him too much. But there will be there will be ups and downs with Lance. I think we fully expect that. All right, Bijan to Tampa Bay. What? I I I don't know, man. DJ is just this is he's throwing I mean, darts here. Bijan's dope. B, like I just don't I don't understand it. I just don't understand so, the fit. So his, I mean, his rationale was the Bucks need to figure out what they're doing at quarterback in the wake of Tom Brady, but Robinson will take pressure off whoever's under center. Okay, that's fine. I get that. But so, Jay, you wanted to have a conversation about running back, and you said based on the tag and all this stuff, NFL doesn't value the damn running back position. Why do we covet it so much in fantasy? When most of these guys, it is truly like a three, four year window. If you get six, seven years out of a running back, like, I mean, which which Thank running back? Thank your backs, lucky stars. Who do we have right now in the NFL that we've gotten six, six RB one years out of? Well, RB one, not probably well, not, nobody, not, not, right? Not, like, uh, not R, not the RB one, but like. Well, I mean, even RB one, like what, that's Camara? very few. Camara. I. Was he an RB1 even? Remember, you saw the stat yeah, go around. I think, I think it was, was the Ballers talked about it. Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara have six touchdowns in the last two years. Both of them. Like, when, when are we so going to learn our lesson? Like, I'm just... I don't know, it's, man. If, if you're... Here's my thing with Bijan. If you're drafting at the 101, okay? If you're drafting at the 101 and your team is awful and you draft Bijan, you better have a plan because you're just going to waste away... If you have no quarterbacks in a super flex, if you have no tight ends and it's heavy tight end premium, and you spend the yeah. like, is it best to park your dynasty capital in a position that is so fragile, that is so replaceable, if you're not ready to go get it? Like, if you're a team that was a fringe playoff team, uh, an early exeter in the playoffs last year, and you're built to go get it, Bijan makes a ton of sense. But a lot of people that are about to draft him, their teams are awful, Jay. They're yeah, awful. you have to you have to sell them at some point because you're not gonna you're not gonna magically make a run with Bijan on your roster. You're gonna have to have a lot more than that. So I think you know to your point, and and Scott's talked about this a ton. I don't know if you would take a quarterback 101 because I still think the value potential right now is in Bijan Robinson. But the whole point of not holding the RB one, the JT, the Bijan Robinson. If you can really get a ton of assets for that player, makes a lot of sense because you're not necessarily going to get that for the one-on-one all the time, but you can get that for a B. John Robinson who is performing at a very high level uh, in the NFL. Joe hit the nail on the head. Like, real talk, 2020 failed us because we were supposed yeah, to get Akers, Dobbins, Gibson, Clyde. Uh, uh, who else was in that damn class? Uh, did I say Akers? JT. JT, which he's been... JT's, he's been good. He's been good, but yeah, they were supposed to come take over, and because four they guys, yeah, yeah, four, yeah. four flops, one hit, and I think to your point about Kamara, he wasn't a highly touted guy. So we want these highly touted players. It doesn't mean they're going to be the studs. The studs could come Swift. from the yes, well, yeah, Swift is another one. Woof. Swift has been, but yeah, it, I, I, they just his value is very they just, high, they, they but he hasn't really hit the production. Swift was Swift's been good. I think Swift's a hit, man, because there you could still get a nice return. They just haven't done what we expected them to do. We like Joe said, we expected 2020 to come in and smash, like be like all these cats, like all of them. AJ Dillon was in 20. How long have we been yep. praying for AJ Dillon to do anything, right? Yeah. And he's just a fuck a, a, a slug out there every time he get. It, they failed us, man. So I, I just. I asked the question, why do we keep putting our, our, our chips in the running back basket? I don't know, man. Like, why? I'm just asking. And the it's, only, it's tough. And it's the tough. only answer that I get for Bijan, unequivocally 101, is because his value. Because you can go trade Bijan for a, an astronomical. But what if you can't? What if you're in a league who's like, F them running backs, man. I'm not giving you three firsts for Bijan. And your plan is I'm going to draft him and trade him. So now you're trying to tear down. You draft Bijan and you're trying to tear down for uh, the, I don't know, Damian Pierce, a 24 first and a 25 first. Why would you do that? 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's knowing your league, though, right? I, I think wholesale opinion of Bijan right now is that he's the guy. He's the one, no matter what, regardless Why? of landing spots for the quarterbacks. Well, it's, it's production, right? You look at fantasy, no matter how much we like it, running backs are still the most valuable in terms of what they deliver from a fantasy points perspective, right? If you hit a high-end running back, that's one of the most high-end producers for fantasy, but in terms of value, to your no, point, not true. they're not, not as true. valuable. That's not true. Is it not it, true? It, no, it's not true. Because it depends on... It, it, it's true. And I, it's, it's Well, not format that, matters. I'm talking about, like, again, PPR formats, the most common of leagues. Yes, some of our leagues, juice, wide receivers, tight ends, whatever, but we're talking about in a more wholesale perspective. Okay, it's, let's, it's running backs, right? Jason to Seattle, Quentin Johnston to the Chargers. So... <sighs> QJ to the Chargers, right? That'd be good. Are we in? Yeah, Mike yeah, Williams, yeah, yeah, that'd be Mike dope. Williams running mate. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be dope. Let him scream. Would we down draft the field. him as wide receiver one? Based on these landing spots, yes. I, QJ okay. to LA, LAC. Uh, yeah, I think he. I mean, yes, for me, he would be. I think the He'd talent be up is, there. The talent is there, and the fit makes a ton of yeah. sense. I assume Keenan probably gone. I right, Keenan's gone. You know. We're seeing Gerald Everett out of the building. Got Eckler taking the short stuff. Mike Williams. When he, I mean, that'd be that'd be great for Herbert. Yeah, you Mike got Williams two massive, always hurt too. Massive receivers that can both stretch the field, and then Quentin Johnson's much better after the catch. That'd be scary. I think I, yeah. I, this. I think QJ would be a top top seven pick, no doubt about. it. I think there'd be some spots where people would take QJ over Will Levis. So I would love that fit. JSN grooming behind uh, Tyler Lockett. I like it for him. Mm-hmm. Listen, I did. I, I broke down JSN's film. He's incredible. He's just a slot only guy, and that, I, I don't use that as some disparaging remark. I don't think he has the physical tool set, school, uh, uh, the, the the physical tool set to play outside, which is fine, right? But he's just going to be a slot guy, and he's not athletic. He's not very athletic. He's not fast. It's just you're hoping he can compile and command a ton of targets, a la Cooper Cup. And if he were on a team with DK Metcalf, I don't know if he'd be able to do that. But that does listen, all these guys aren't going to be top 10 receivers. So what's the expectation level for him? I think you're getting a good, a good wide receiver too out of JS in there. So I, I I would love QJ to the Chargers. So let's scroll down a little bit. And um here we go. A, a player that I really we're gonna watch him tonight in the film session, Patreons, uh, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We're gonna take a look at Jalen Hyatt. And I think there's a lot of unplaced hate on Jalen Hyatt because he kind of came out of nowhere where his freshman season, he was really good. Like there was a lot of people that were excited about Jalen Hyatt. Sophomore season, Tennessee was a dumpster fire. And then he comes back this year and absolutely crushes the SEC. And he did his he did his most damage against Alabama where you've got first round players all over the field. He's got easy speed. I think he's the best tracker of the football in this class. Like when it's just in yeah. the air, his ability to locate it and find it is phenomenal. He puts his head down and it's a wrap. You put a safety on him, it's barbecue chicken. You like one on one, free release, he will. And, and, and the thing with Jalen Hyatt is his like JSN's punches are kind of death by a thousand cuts. He just he's yeah. just gonna cut you to death, cut you to death. Hyatt, it's like two plays, and there he's got two catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. They're just devastating knockout blows, right? It's the it's the batter in baseball that his average is like 212, but he's got 52 home runs, right? Just doesn't do anything but hit the home run. I think Hyatt's got the mentality to develop into a better receiver, and a lot of people from an analytical standpoint say when you have somebody that has this level of speed, like they just they hang around in the league, man. As long as you can stay out. Deshaun Jackson was getting targets this year, Jordan. Deshaun yeah. Jackson Hyatt's going to go out there, and, and and you you go back to one of the players in more recent memory, Henry Ruggs, and while yeah. we looked at him and we're like, he should have never been the first wide receiver off the board before he decided to get behind the wheel intoxicated, I mean, he was starting to turn it on a little bit in year two because that speed is uncoachable. That speed is unteachable. It changes yeah. the math of a defense. I think Jay, I would personally love him in Dallas. I think Dallas has other pressing needs in round one, and you're not going to get Jalen Hyatt in round two. But I would love to see him on a team that wants to push the ball downfield. I think about how many Daniel Jones passes Darius Slayton couldn't track down or (laughs) Isaiah Hodgins just can't get because he doesn't have that second gear. And what this would do for a Giants offense to unlock Jones a little bit, 
Now that they don't have Saquon Barkley, they may have to, or or they may potentially not have Saquon Barkley, they may have to figure some other things out. But mm-hmm. I really, I am very high on Jalen Hyatt. I am, I think he's, I think he's worth the shot. I think he's worth the shot because he's got some things that you just cannot teach. And he's got a his mentality is go listen to some of his interviews. He's got he's got that dog in him. I'll just leave it at that. I like me some some Jalen Hyatt, man. Yeah, right. You hit a lot of good points there. And I think, you know, like you mentioned, we, we like a lot of these guys for what they do well. But what Jalen Hyatt does well is just at the highest end. You know, if you want to be a jack of all trades, that's great. But a lot of times it's better to be a master of one. And Jalen Hyatt is truly the master of the deep ball in this class. And that just matters more to NFL franchises than it does to be a guy who can kind of separate, can kind of do things after the catch. Like Hyatt is just the absolute best, unquestioned, number one deep threat in the class. And that's really important for offensive coordinators. And and people are and, and listen. No one really covered Hyatt on his big plays. A lot of broken plays. You can't. Quentin Johnston, go look at QJ's big plays. Go look at him. L- look, go. Don't just look at the box score. Don't just look. If, if you want to talk broken plays, and go look at QJ. Every time he caught the ball 60 yards, he just wide asshole open down there. Just broken plays left and right for Quentin Johnston. So I'm not going to take away his physical skill set and, 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 and use it as a negative. I, I can show you for every bro- broken play, I can show you 10 plays where they weren't broken and they just they they thought that they can cover him with the safety. They thought they can single single think- cover him on, in off coverage and you give him a runway. Damian Parson from the Draft Network said it best. You can't the best way to stop a Ferrari is to put him in five o'clock traffic. And that's what that's what Hyatt is. He's a Ferrari. If you give him free releases, he is going to eat it up every single it is barbecue chicken. Every time, turn on the tape, you watch them try to throw a safety on them, or if you don't have corners and defensive backs that are sounding their technique and they're peeking in the backfield, there were times they tried to bracket him. The safety peeks in the backfield in that one split second of a safety looking in the backfield, that's all he needs to get past you, and it's a touchdown, literally. So I I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for, man. And no, I would not draft him as a top two or three wide receiver, but I think right there at wide receiver five – Wide receivers, listen, man. What does Zay Flowers do so much better than 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 Jalen Hyatt? He runs good routes, right? He's good after the catch. These are all the things that people want. I, I think I think the, your point about the broken plays is so. People need to realize that, like. It's not a broken play if JSN is running that route. It's not a broken play if Jordan Addison's running that route. It's a broken play because that room for air with Jalen Hyatt is so small. It's small. That that you have to be on your shit or he's going to make it look like you have no idea what you're doing on defense. And that that's the big difference is like they look like broken plays because he is that fast and he is that yeah, talented every, at what he does. Every play isn't just broken, right? It ain't just broken plays it's not, left It's and not right. possible for there to it's, be that you, many missed coverages in the you SEC. You just got to play sound defense or else. Now, there are some things he needs to work on. He, he's a weird, it just looks weird. It looks like he has like a tall hunch. It just, he just looks awkward when he's running. His gait. His gait. But Quentin Johnson's got a weird gait. It's like his knees are up here every time. But they just, they they cover so much ground. Now, let's move down a little bit. We got Michael Mayer to Cincinnati. The aforementioned Zay Flowers to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think this would be a good pick for Cincinnati. I don't don't want to go, oh my God, he's tied in three in Dynasty because he's with Burrow. But I think what Mayer does is he provides... It provides like an additional, I don't want to say lineman, but he's good in block. He's a good blocker as well. And we know yeah. what Cincinnati wants to do is keep Joe Burrow upright. I do think he'd be a lot, a, a more coveted asset than the current tight end in Hayden Hurst. I think he'd produce mm-hmm. more than Hayden Hurst. But I, 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 even in Cincinnati, it's going to go through Chase. It's going to go through Higgins first and foremost. So you're thinking at best, Mayer's the third option. That could be really good. I, I think Mayer would be a top 10 dynasty tight end, no doubt about it, towards the back end of that to start off. But I'm not going to go crazy and be like, you got to draft Mayer at 107 because he landed in Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people talked about that, how they just need a plus from Hurst. They need a little bit more. And that's where if they draft the tight end in this class, that's that one of these guys, pick a guy, honestly, could be that for Cincinnati. And they probably won't be a mega producer for fantasy, 
but they can do some things and obviously playing in a great offense would definitely help them as well. I think Mayer would be a great compliment to those two guys. And if for some reason Higgins does leave, he's probably the number two option in the offense. They're not going to run quite let a bit. Tigo, are they? They're not I don't think so. They're not uh, it's just, but they again, I think, go, but to your point, Ray, the worst case scenario that is still kind of okay is T stays. If for some reason he leaves and you already have mayor, then you're looking even better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Zay Flowers to the Saints. I like the pit. You, you don't, you don't like it. Okay. Talk no. to me why you don't like it. I don't think putting him in a lava in the same offense makes sense. I think Olave is a better player. I think they do similar things well, and I think it would limit how you utilize these guys on offense, right? It's like you look at CeeDee Lamb, and if you put him with another slot receiver, well, then he can't run in the slot as often because you have a guy that, you know, people say Zay Flowers can play outside. I don't know, man. I don't think so, personally, right? You know, you've talked about how we get strapped up in man coverage. You know, the NFL doesn't play a ton of man coverage, but it's not something you want to see from an outside wide receiver because it's easier to press a guy and play up tight when it's outside. And so you look at Olave, who I don't think is just a slot guy, but again, I'd like him to have more of a role that is a hybrid outside slot type of role. And he played a lot in the slot this year. So you think about putting him and Zay Flowers on the same offense, I think it's going to limit one of them. And I think it probably limits Olave more than it limits Zay Flowers because Zay Flowers will have to be the guy who plays more inside than outside. But, you know, maybe I could be I could be wrong. I thought Elijah Moore could be an outside wide receiver and it's not looking like that's going to be the case. And I don't think that Zay Flowers is a better player than Elijah Moore was. Travis Benjamin. I'm just looking at some of these uh, these comparisons. All right, so J- 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 Zay Flowers, Travis Benjamin. Let's just look at Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. That's Deshaun Jackson. That's D-Jax. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's not bad. Um, not bad. Uh, let's go to QJ. I just I just want to see. I'm just curious as to what I was watching something on um, uh, some CBS thing that ad that rolls, and they were talking about yeah. the running backs. And they were like Bijan Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Jameer Gibbs, Christian McCaffrey. Like it was every <laughs> elite running back that you can think of. <laughs> Gotta love those Hall of Fame comps. The Alshon the Jeffrey. Hall of Fame comps. Alshon Jeffrey for Quentin Johnston. But that doesn't. That's doesn't good. that sound kind of? But doesn't that sound kind of odd because of the speed? I didn't yeah, think Alshon yeah, had that Al- speed. Al- Alshon didn't have that I get that it from everything else, but I, the there, speed there, is This is the one. We watched the film, and a lot of people said Jarvis Landry for JSN. I, yeah. I actually think that's a fair comparison. I like Jarvis Landry. I mean, I think that's a solid comp. Let's look at – let's just look at Kincaid. I want to see Kincaid. Kincaid's comp, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Okay. Can't be mad about that. Who do you think good. Jordan Addison's comp is going to be? Take a guess. I don't know. I want to say Jerry Judy or Calvin Ridley. I think that's kind of the mold. Ridley. That's a good one. Let's see. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Okay, so slightly smaller frame type of guy, but similar skill set. Tyler Lockett. Okay. All right. All right, so we got Zay Flowers, and then that's it. Okay, so Zay Flowers. So you don't like Zay Flowers in New Orleans is what you're saying. You don't like him Not with Chris really. Lockett. How do you feel about Zay Flowers? Again, I, I like the player. I, I don't know if it's the best player. fit for him personally. I, I, I'm personally, I'm just, I am personally, personally just nervous about these smaller receivers. I think he's got sub 30 inch arms. So the catch radius is small and nope. he can do damage down the field. I just, it just worries me a little bit with these shorter wide receivers, not necessarily weight but just it just it worries me a little bit man not not enough to where I'm telling anybody to fade Zay Fla- listen I, I I I tweeted this out Jay and I believe this wholeheartedly there isn't a player in this class that I dislike like I really don't there's no there 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 isn't one guy that I just look at and I'll be like I want no part of him like there's not a player like that it's just yeah what's going to happen for me is there's so many guys just jump I don't think there's a clear-cut wide receiver one. I don't. If you tell me it's JSN, fine. Won't argue you. If you tell me it's Jalen Hyatt because of his deep play threat, I may disagree, but I'm not going to argue you. If you tell me it's QJ or whomever it is, I'm not going to argue you for who the top receiver is. Running back outside of Bijan Robinson and Gibbs, you want to tell me you think Zach Evans is, is, is the top dog or number three? I'm not going to agree with you, but I'm not going to say I hate Zach Evans and I think he's a yeah. dog. I just I, I think what's going to happen is 
a lot of where people's final rankings will be, it's going to be based on landing spot, man. Because I think a lot of these cats are going to get similar capital. I mean, there's five, what's this, five receivers in the first round? Right here, you're talking yeah. five receivers in the first round, none of them being top 10 picks. They're all, they're all going to be clustered together. So landing spot, opportunity, all that, like that's what's going to really factor into where people are asking me, Ray, where do you have this guy ranked? And I'm just like, I don't know. Anywhere from three to 15. No idea. Yeah. Right now. I, I did my film grades. That's only a small part of the puzzle. And that that's, I don't know, because they're all sort of similar. I want to see where they go. If Jalen Hyatt gets drafted by, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, I don't like it, right? Like, who's, who's yeah. going to throw him the ball? If he goes to Detroit, well, shit, they already got Jamison Williams. If he goes to, like, I just, I need to see where these guys end up. So, this is Jeremiah's mock. We spent a little more time talking through the players. I think Osiris Torrance, just non-fantasy related, would be a fantastic pick for Buffalo to to improve that interior offensive line. I mean, he's very, very good. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that's just going to come down to where these guys get drafted, Jay. I really do, man. I really do. Yeah, there's just there's too many variables, I think. And there's, you know, things we like about these players and things that could be a little bit better. But it just comes down to is what does their opportunity look like when they're finally drafted? And, you know, part of that is what is the investment this the teams make in these players? And, you know, you'll have some separation and we'll have some tiers formed within the Patreon. And we'll talk about that kind of stuff on the show a little bit. But it really comes down to is where they get drafted and how are they valued by their franchise? Because that matters. Like we you always talk about having an opportunity to get an opportunity to score fantasy mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that doesn't come without draft capital. And so as much as we may like any of these players, doesn't matter who they are and why we talk so much about the draft and where we're projecting these guys, because when that draft capital ultimately comes and where that landing spot is for each of these players will kind of determine how we feel about them and rank them for fantasy. Good stuff, Ben. Good stuff. Um, appreciate y'all tapping into the show. Uh, we've got some good stuff on the lineup for the rest of the week. Uh, off the line fantasy on Thursday, 4D chess on Friday, uh, America's game on Saturday. We did release a dynasty trade show yesterday, so go back on YouTube and check that out. And then once again, shout out to all of our pro- uh, our sponsors and partners, Prize Picks, Epson, Michelle Doro Coffee. Uh, make sure you tap into all of that stuff. Free newsletter in the description. But Jay, anything you want to say to people before we get out of here? The, the internet lasted. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it did. It the did. The storm yeah. did not come yet. The storm did not come yeah. yet. So I, I, I just I need some news, man. I need Aaron Rodgers. I need Derek yeah. Carr. I need Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is. We're gonna be waiting on that for a while, but we need something. Because yeah. franchise tags aren't until like the fifteenth. We'll get through all the entire combine. Um, we'll talk some combine stuff to uh, next week. I don't know if we're gonna get weigh-ins until Wednesday though. Yeah, I'm so we looking may not at actually yeah, get any I'm trying to any see the news. schedule now. I'm trying to. And there was some news that Kendra Miller is not gonna do anything. Combine or really? Play, probably. Okay. Yeah, Kendra okay. probably not well, going to do anything. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. If he man, weighs in, though, still backs, weighing two twenty-five. Just, just listen to the name of backs that we have in this class: Abanacanda, A Chain, Bigsby, Brown, Charbonnet, Zach Evans, Gibbs, Eric Gray, Evan Hole, Mo Ibrahim, Roshan Johnson, Dwayne McBride, Kendra Miller, Kenny McIntosh, Bijan Robinson, Rodriguez, Tajay Spears, Sean Tucker, Deuce Vaughn. It's, it's good, man. It's good when Deuce Vaughn who's like one of the most productive running backs we've seen in recent memory, is like not even cracking the top 10 in some people's lists. It's a pretty good class. It's a pretty good Man, class. Think about um, if if they, because they go in alphabetical order for the combine, right? Oh, yeah. You could start off with a Banacanda and A-Chain at the top, like very record top. broken, record broken, yeah. Devon A-Chain, second, second 40. Then you'll go Tank Bigsby, who will probably run relatively slow. Uh, Chase Brown, probably fast. Charbonnet, hopefully we get some speed. Then we got Zach yep. Evans, Jameer Gibbs, Eric Gray clustered together. I'm trying to see yeah, the... Imagine, uh, imagine Tank Bigsby after those guys run like four uh, two eights. That would be terrible. And it's going to look so four, bad for four, him. <laughs> six, six. I like Tank. Tank graded out high for me on film. Uh, you got McIntosh and McBride paired to one another. Oh, Rodriguez after... Rodriguez Robinson. Sandwich, in between Bijan and Tajay Spears is Chris Rodriguez. Yikes. It's not good. And then not you, good. Fi- you finish it up with Tucker and Deuce Vaughn. Man, that's going to be fun. Let's just, listen real quick before we get out of here. Um, receivers, you got Hutchinson, Hyatt, Ilasovis. So Hyatt oh. in between Hutchinson and 
the other fast Princeton kid, so that could be very fast. Um, that could be good. Yeah. Tank Dell, Darius Davis, uh, Dante Demas. Okay. Johnston, right before Charlie Jones. So he's going to look great. Yeah, this is going to be... Uh, you think it wouldn't matter, but it's going to. It's going to, right? It's definitely going to yeah. matter. Yeah. It's All pretty right. funny the way that works. Let's get out of here. Appreciate y'all tapping in. We'll be back next week. Combine preview. Thank y'all for tapping in with us. We love y'all. We out of this thing. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me in the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now, I'm about to let y'all into my home right now so you can see my setup in my media room. You are watching this on my brand new Epson Epic Vision Ultra LS800 projector. Epson came into your boy's crib and hooked me up with this brand new projector in 120 inch silver flex screen free of charge. And I'm telling you right now, this has completely changed the way that I watch movies, that I watch sports, that I game. If you want a setup like this that takes up absolutely no space at all, there's a link in the description below. Click that or visit epson.com forward slash wake up to completely change the way that you watch sports. Go big, go epic, go Epson, baby. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's all gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.